Welcome to Spouse Tales Podcast. You really can't make this stuff up. Bringing you truth, solutions, and innovative ideas to some of the most controversial and overlooked questions inside the practice and out. Hello to our creator and co-host, Joanne Majors, CSP, published author, certified speaking professional, joined by her co-host, Kathy Signo. And welcome to the final episode of Spouse Tales for this year. And um, my name is Joanne Majors. I'm excited to be with you. And I'm Kathy Signal, and welcome, everybody. Yeah, we are getting ready to kick off. Um, we're going to be kicking off for a new year. But as we um, podcast today, you know, Kathy, you and I talked about um, finishing strong. And I think that's a great topic. I think that, um, you know, we've all had some challenges this year and we've all had some celebrations and that sort of thing. And I think about, like, what does that mean to certain people? I mean, and how do you finish strong? And I, you know, I immediately, I think about my mother um, in the end of her life talking about how, you know, she wanted to talk to this person and talk to this person and talk to this person because she wanted to finish strong, meaning, you know, finish her life here. Um and I, I always found that really interesting. I think more about finishing strong, meaning, you know, you're almost to the end of the year. Most people are going to get a few days off. So it's like, let's really work hard to, to finish whatever this project is, right? Or whatever we've got going um, to finish it well and finish it strong. I mean, what, what comes to mind for you? Well, you know, what I think of first off is whenever um, a runner or an athlete goes to do something they never look at the finish line and stop there right they always whenever you see them they always run through it and reach further yeah so for me it's like why is that pushing through the end and reaching toward the next thing yes so that i keep the momentum going yeah yeah it is like looking through the finish line not looking at the finish line and i think that so many times um and it's interesting that you say this because I, I think about how important it is. And for someone who doesn't understand what it's supposed to look like, whatever the project is or the, the race or, you know, um, you know, they've never run this particular relay, right, or run with these people or whatever. And when you don't know what it looks like, it's really hard to know how to finish strong, I think. Uh, so sometimes in my mind when I think about those things, I think about, like, defining it. So, you know... I'm thinking at the beginning of Q4, you know, you're having a meeting with your team and you're saying, okay, let's define what finishing strong would look like for us as a team. And, you know, and as we do this, let's talk about what it looks like as a team, but let's also document what does that look like for you personally? Right, right. And, and I think that's so important to let the team be part of the whole goal you know, for us this year, it's that's been our theme for the whole year is um, what can we learn? How can we challenge ourselves? How do we take it to the next step? So for them to look for themselves, what have they accomplished? What have they right. been able to do through this year? And how can they move that forward, that needle forward? Because you never want to think that, okay, we have December 31st, 2019, we're done. Right. Like, 
that's not really, to me, what finishing strong is. No. Not looking at that and saying, we're done. No. It's, it's looking back at what, what we've accomplished. And for sometimes we don't reach a goal, but we always make headway. What do they say? If you reach for the moon, you might fall among the stars or something sure. like that. Sure, I can't remember what it is. But, you know, there's lessons that we learned even in maybe not reaching a goal. Uh, right, right. I think that that's a big, I think that's a big part of it. And, you know, what I think about is um, when, when you don't define it and you don't know what it looks like, there's no way you'll hit it. It's like that, that, you know, tar- the reason you have target practice, you have target practice so you can learn to hit the bullseye. Otherwise, you know, you, you don't know if you can hit the bullseye. You don't even know if you can hit the target. So, um, right. so many times we don't define what finishing strong means. Now we'll, we'll set goals for the year. I used to always say, um, you know, goals are great, but a goal without a purpose is, is not, you know, many times it, it won't happen. So it's like there, there's even more to it than just setting a goal. You know what I mean? Because so many people, and you and I have talked about this multiple times on the podcast. So many people are happy being just, you know, just, I'm just going to do this or I'm just going to do yes. that. And it's like, uh, when we talk about a job, you know, job, the the actual description of a job is, or the way that we talk about the acronym is just over broke. And I don't want a job. You don't want a job. It's like, no, I want to make, I want to, I want to make a difference. I want to be challenged. I want to grow. I want an opportunity to learn. I want an opportunity, you know, to do something that's greater than me. And I think that's where a lot of it starts. So it's great to think about how we finish strong and what that looks like. And then how are we going to start strong? But it's like, if you, if none of those things are clear to you, that's almost one of the first things that I would say is really critical to, um, you know, team members listening. It's like, what do you want out of it? And it's kind of like finding your why. What's yeah, the it, reason it is. that yeah. you're doing it? Because if you don't have a compelling reason behind it, it's yeah. never going to happen. So there has to be something compelling that moves you forward, that ignites a passion in you. Mm-hmm. that keeps you going when it gets tough because it's easy to do it when it's everything's going great yeah but what happens when you hit that first hurdle if you don't have a strong enough passion and why behind it likelihood is that you'll throw your hands up in the air and say this is too hard I'm done sure well and after you know this health scare for me it's like for me finishing strong was and because I had to slow down and I mean I lost at least a month of work And what I have to think about is like, you know, we're going to take that week off. And so I can't beat myself up because I was out for a week with health issues to make myself a wreck the two weeks that I'm working before I take off a week. Right. And then then during that week, I've got to let it go. So and I won't sing let it go because that would be really bad. But you know what I mean? (laughs) So anyway, anyway, I think about um, defining for me like what is what is finished strong going to be I mean you can't do all of those things right so what are the things that you really want to get done that are going to be critical to what's going to happen for for you personally and professionally next year and again it's that you know sitting down and the last two mornings I've been up at four o'clock writing because you know me that's my that's my favorite, most interrupted time. I can get a lot done, and my mind is clear. And You're most I just, creative. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like, you know, God really puts his hands on my on mine and the keyboard. So, 
and then we didn't go to bed last night till almost midnight because my brother-in-law was in visiting. And so it's weird because you think I should be like falling over, right? But what I what I know is I have I'm you know preserving my energy for the things that I enjoy, so they don't make me as tired, you know, and they don't wear me out the same. So so I think for me it was figuring out what is what are the things that for me are going to make me feel like I finished strong, that I did what I needed to do, you know, because you can't do everything. Again, it's, it goes back to this. Like, what, what's that, what does that look like? What are you going to, what are you going to want to do? I mean, like for you, you know, we, we talked about this in the seasons of change, you know, your mom's been there, you know, Monica has been there after her surgery. I mean, you've got, you've had a lot of stuff going on. So finishing strong for you may be like, I just want to have a date on New Year's Eve. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's like... It's, you know what? It's the truth. On set, Was it Sunday this past week? I didn't leave the house at all for 24 hours. And for me, that was just like, I was so happy. Yeah. Because I didn't have anywhere to go. I still had things at home to do. But yeah, it's, it's a defining those types of things. And when you said something, I it really hit home for me. When you said preserving your energy mm-hmm. for those things you love to do... I think for me, I find that when I'm in the zone or when I'm doing what I love, I don't get exhausted. Yeah. I get tired when I do those things that I don't have passion for. Sure. Well, and, and that's... And so that was a... Yeah. It's right. I mean, it's... No, it's, that was an eye-opener for me. That was a really eye-opener when you said that, when I thought about that. What makes me tired? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. And I mean... You know, maybe maybe that's the takeaway for our listeners, you know, that as you finish strong, you know, think about what are the things that you need to preserve your energy for because it's most important for you to get those done, you know, as we close out the year. And as you begin the new year, you know, how do you preserve your energy so that you can put your mind and your focus and your hands into the things that, number one, bring you joy, and number two, are the best and highest use of your time? Um, I think that... Right. I wrote a blog post uh, today, and, and it was talking about, you know, me being in the hospital with that TIA, and it was like, tis the season to be grateful and also find a little humor. Um, I, I go, I keep going back to how much humor there was in that room that day. You know, I mean, I, you'd think that somebody who's in the middle of a stroke would not find any humor. But your brain really thinks that when they say raise your leg, that your leg's raising and your arm's raising. I mean, so you don't really, I mean you know everybody's crying and that's not normal but you really ha- don't understand that piece right so for me I've always kind of been one of those my mother would do that I mean you know the stories about my mother when she knew she only had you know a short time to live she would joke about things I mean the, the day that she was putting the dirt putting the clothes she had it um her clothes basket on at the foot of her wheelchair because she was you know paralyzed and she was in a wheelchair and she pulls up to the dryer, and she gets all the towels in there, and she puts them in there. And I'm looking at her, and I'm crying. I'm standing in the kitchen, and I just looked at her and said, you know, you've heard this a thousand times probably. I said, Mother, what am I going to do when you're gone? Who's going to teach me to cook this, and who's going to teach me to cook that? And I just, I mean, I was still just wallowing in it, right? And she backs up her wheelchair. She turns around, and she, as she's going by me, she looked at me, and she said, uh, Honey, you need to learn or read a book. And, I mean, I kept thinking, how can she laugh in this, right? How can she find right. humor in it? And in that hospital room, you know, when that, when that, when they're cutting my shirt off and putting IVs in both arms and they're doing all this, I looked over at that girl and I said, it would really, I would really, really appreciate it if you would not cut this bra off me because it's a Victoria's Secret bra and it's really expensive. 
And I mean, they're looking at me like, I don't think she knows what's going on, right? And then she's trying to get it with one hand, and she was having a hard time. And I said, listen, that guy over there, the one that's crying, he's really good at it with one hand. And, you know, I mean, I just kept, it's like I think back on it this morning when I was writing this blog post, and I was laughing, and I was thinking, where was that coming from? You know, I believe that that's what God does. I believe that in those weakest moments, he allows us to see something good. You know, and so for me, it's like those people were really nervous the way they were walking around and running around. And you could tell they were, I mean, you know, I mean, this is this is significant, right? I mean, the lady can't move, you know, I mean, there it was just the, the chairman of the board for the hospital, who's a patient and friend and used to be a neighbor, was in the room. So like they all feel like they're maybe being watched, right? So it was just, right. it was, it was, um, I don't know, it was an interesting time and space. It's like things just stood still for a few minutes. Well, and I think maybe that's, you know, like you say, that's one of those things, too, when we think we need to keep going at this time of the year, stand still for a moment, think about those things that bring laughter, that bring joy. That's right. That don't drain us. Yeah. And put your focus towards those, because in that moment of lightheartedness and levity, you brought back some normalcy in the room. Yeah, because it was awkward, right? It's awkward. Like, this lady doesn't know what's happening. Right. Everybody's moving really fast. And, and, and I remember the guy saying, you remind, he said, he said, you know, you, you're finding humor. He said, you remind me so much of my wife. I said, oh, she's hot too? And he just looked back at me and started <laughs> laughing, you know. And, and this is the guy that before it's over would say the prayer for me, and he's taking off his glasses, and he's crying. And it's like, all I can think about is, you know, when you think about finishing strong, I – I got a gift. The gift was the experience that I had. The gift was not, I mean, I really believe this, this doctor, one of the doctors shared it with me and now I believe it. The gift was not actually that I came out of it so good and so well. The gift, Kathy, for me was that that happened to me because that gift is what made me change my mind about preserving my energy, about learning to say no and about understanding that I have nothing to prove in an industry where I've already proven myself. You know what I mean? I know that, I mean, I'm still learning. You know, I've got to go out and I've got to prove at every audience that, you know, I deserve what I'm, what I, what they're paying me and that sort of thing. But I mean, I don't, these, you know, well, we're going to give you exposure and just do this for free. I, I, I don't, I don't need to do that. I gave it the ranch already. You, you know don't I mean? need to prove your worth. You That's don't need it. to prove your worth. And, no. I, and I hope that our listeners yeah. understand that. It's like we spend so much time trying to prove our worth. And sometimes it's to the wrong people. Because all of a sudden now, you know, I have these two amazing opportunities that I'm writing these proposals for. And they weren't even on the radar six months ago. And these people tr see true value in what we do with soft skills. They see true value in what we do, you know, with implant training. And they see true value in, in you know, this, um, you know, this, this little bit of, you know, light of 15 or 20 minutes every, you know, couple of weeks that we offer. So, anyway, I mean, I think that my takeaway is... Um, you know, I'm finishing strong, and, you know, I, in my blog post, I said I never thought I'd see the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but we're going into the Roaring Twenties. You know, it's like, okay, I guess that's kind of funny. I mean, we're going to see the Roaring Twenties. Let's make them, let's finish strong and have Roaring Twenties. So, it's been yeah, fun. It's been a great year. what the Roaring Twenties look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. 
Well, um, I love you, and I wish you a Merry Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we won't be back with our folks until right after the New Year, and um, we appreciate everybody that's been listening, and, you know, if your takeaway is only about defining what finishing strong and starting strong looks like, or maybe even, you know, what are the Roaring Twenties going to look like for you? You know, we're all somewhere, but we're all, it's funny, this is what I would say. Time is not as long as it used to be, and it's not as short as it's going to be. So I think at some point when you know we all have fewer tomorrows than we have yesterdays, we have to decide where we say yes and what we spend our time and our energy on. You know, preserving your energy for the things that matter is really going to be important to roar through the 20s. What about you, Kath? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I don't think I could say it any better, Joanne. I think that that is absolutely the truth for me at this stage of my life that, you know, I have more behind me than in front of me and finding those things that are going to bring me joy. Absolutely. I hope our listeners can, can, um, even if they're quite a bit younger than we are, think about that. But it it is. You know, sometimes it takes takes something big to make you realize that. Mm -hmm. And don't wait. Yeah. No matter how young you are, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, there was a young man here killed on a four-wheeler accident. I was looking at it the other day because the parents were posting that it had been a year and how sad it was. And, you know, he was 21 and he would have been 22 and they're going to miss him. And it, it, we don't ever know. We, when we say there are fewer tomorrows than there, there are fewer tomorrows than there are yesterdays, we don't know. It's not about age. <laughs> it's about if you right. lived every day, my mother used to say, if you lived every day and greeted people as though it were the first time you met them, would you be different? If you greeted all these people with the energy as though it was the first time you met them, would you be different? So I think that um, I'm really, really looking forward to the next year. I think that the experiences that have happened and the things that have you know, gone on, I'm really... Um, we're, we're going to do some amazing soft skills events. We're excited to do a, a, a spouse, you know, retreat. We've, we've just got some amazing things happening. We're super, you know, we got to say super, super shout out to our sponsors because we love our sponsors and they've been so good to us. And so I want to thank, you know, Bet Johnson and Samir and all the folks at Care Credit who have supported us and continue to support us. Uh, Mike Buckner and the development team and all those folks at Weave who've been amazing um, Paul and the team at Cedar and, uh, and Duffy, we can't, we can't close without saying to Ann Duffy and the dental entrepreneur women, um, movement group that they have not also been, you know, amazing and a force, um, for us. Yes, it's, it's been, you know, there's a lot to be grateful for this year. I, I, our listeners have been amazing people that, like you say, that have supported us and we can't forget our husbands. That's exactly, I'm so glad you did that. (laughs) Yeah. Tony and Chuck who have stood behind us 100% and supported us in whatever it is that we, that our heart leads us to do. Yeah. So at this time, you know, we need to thank our families too for all the support that they've given us. Sure. And we look forward to seeing you if you're at the Dental Speaker Institute meeting, if you haven't, um, if you haven't considered it, it's in January in Phoenix. Everybody should go to Phoenix in January. Dental Speaker Institute, we will be there. We will be at Voices of Dentistry, um, Dentistry's best and 
Most well-represented podcasters will be there January 24th and 25th in Phoenix. And Chicago Midwinter, Hinman, we look forward to seeing you on the road. Have a great holiday season. Bless you all. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Spouse Tales. We ask you to consider our podcast sponsors when you need solutions. Thank you to Care Credit, helping get the care people want for themselves and their families. Cedar HR Solutions, the leading provider of custom-crafted dental employee handbooks, employee management software, and on-demand HR support for dentists and office managers. Dental Entrepreneur Woman Magazine. Do Life is the number one lifestyle magazine for all women in dentistry. It inspires, highlights, empowers, and connects women in our industry. Weave, bringing dental practices and those they serve closer together. Signing off live from Austin, Texas, this is Mel on Air. See you on the road. (laughs) 